from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Happy Fresh Fridays here on the G and Ursula Show. It is the first of 2024. Mike Lewis is in for Ursula. Chef's here. Nick is here. You know, I was just, I was kind of laughing a little bit. Uh, Melissa and Hobart text in and says, I never say this, but I 100% agree with Chef. And, and, and what's cool about that, thank you for texting in, Melissa. What's cool about that is this, and I just never want that to change here on this show. I love the fact and when I look at other people, other shows, text lines, it doesn't it doesn't look like this. It's always for the first time ever. I agree with G. <laughs> you know what? I never agree with Chef on these type of talking. Nick, that song choice. I never agree with you. It's just like <laughs> we're a bunch of family under one tent that agree and disagree all day long. That's what happens. That's but absolutely what happens. Before we get to agree to disagree, we need to pay off something. In the 9 o'clock hour, we talked about the Washington State Ferries. And we talked about, and we have been talking about, their abilities to hire, right? And so, Chef asked, or no, Mike Lewis asked Chef and I, how many job uh, listings do you think that the Washington State Ferries has up right now? I said 100. Chef goes, hmm, between 60 and 80. And Mike Lewis says, you know what? You guys are close. Four. I didn't believe him. Chef didn't believe him. He shows us. There were four job listings, three of them in King County, one of them in Yakima. So Mike Lewis has a follow-up to that, and he's going to help us understand why we only see four job listings. Mike? I'll help as best I can. So so I also posted this on social media, both on threads and on, on uh, X, formerly Twitter. And, uh, and to, to the Washington State Ferry System's credit, they got back to me. And here's what the Washington State Ferry System responded. Uh, for the first response was, uh, this is due to our training schedules. We post positions in batches for recruitment purposes, to which I asked, well, how does posting them in like four job batches actually help recruitment? This is the response. And I'm not, this is not me ridiculing anything. This is their, their response, and I'll take it out, take them at their word. Uh, this is a complex topic, and then they ask for my phone number to reach me in person, and, and, uh, and I will talk to, I'll talk to them later. There'll be a bigger follow-up. Uh, aside from recruiting new employees, the Washington State Ferry System said, our most pressing issue right now is, as explained in the service contingency plan, which I have not yet read, is filling senior positions, licensed deck, and engine room employees for which it takes time from our existing employees to train to be certified and move up into. Now, what they're saying there is that our own employees have to train these folks. They also have to do their job. It's difficult for us to make schedules when we're under. I mean, I'm not sure that I completely buy this argument, but I'm going to take them at their word on this one. So essentially, they're saying our people are too busy to be able to train other people. Um, as far as batch training, our existing crew members are needed to be part of the training program for new hires. Taking time away from capacity for service, this is why we try to train as many people as possible during set times that are least disruptive to service. And because maritime roles take very specialized training, fire school, water rescues, etc., we need a group to do them. We don't have the capacity to do one-on-one trainings. And so I'm not sure I understand why this explainer isn't available for anyone who takes a look and sees like, hey, I'd like to apply for a job. Oh, it looks like there's no jobs really available on the Washington State. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a communication standpoint. It may make a lot of sense from a logistics standpoint. I've never run a massive, the world's largest municipal ferry system. But something about it doesn't seem to make, like if you don't devote the resources to training, you can never backfill jobs. So essentially what they're saying is, well, then how is this 
how is this fixed, right? Mike, in 2021, I know you had a point, Chef, and maybe you could piggyback on, I'm just going to make this simple. Chef, in 2021, all we heard was nobody wants to work. Yep. You guys remember that? Yeah. Remember, that was the headline constantly. Good point, G. Everybody kept telling us, nobody wants to work. We're trying to, have, just everybody wants to sit at home. Everybody's lazy. Nobody wants to work. And, to, and I would be so upset about that because it's just not true. What was true is, is people want to work to be able to afford to live in this state. Now, Chef, go ahead, sir. I, if that is true, Mike, that the issue is they can't devote staff to training, well, we have a ton of retired Washington State ferry workers who I'm sure would be happy to take a short-term fat contract to do training. I'm quite sure of that. Well, that's an excellent point. I hadn't thought of that, but that's something. So I am. So so as a follow-up, I'm going to, I'm taking, I appreciate the ferry system's response. I really do. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not being snarky here. I would like to learn a little bit more about this. I think your point is well taken. I'll actually raise that with the ferry system, but something about it feels like this, the answer that I was given means that there will never be a solution. Not that there is a solution. And, and so what I'd like to hear is that there is a solution. I've never applied for or wanted to apply for the Washington State Ferry. But over the last few years, we've discussed this often. We've had text messages from people that have. We've also had text messages from people that have just gone on. Here's every time I learn a little bit about working for the Washington State Ferry System, especially when you first start out, all I know is it seems not easy, and it seems very complex. So I hope that when you okay. talk to them, that you get a better answer and you are able to come on and express that because there's somebody that's wanting to look at these jobs totally. and they see totally. four job listings. When you get ready to apply for the military and you go, there's more than four listings. Well, and also, so if you don't have people available to train, I mean, how quickly can you even move through this? And again, the governor said he's going to throw some more money at it. Again, if there's not actually people available to train, I'm not sure what that extra money does. Maybe it does these imaginary contracts of retired ferry system employees who would be happy to come back and do some training. I don't actually I don't actually know. But what I will do is try to find out and I'll take the ferry system folks at their word. The weird thing is I'm like probably the number one ferry system fan. I love the Washington State ferry system. I still find it a treat when I'm on a ferry. I dig it. So so I want it to be a great ferry system. I don't want it to be a lousy ferry system. But on the other hand, you know, at some point, this many years of decline, someone's got to be responsible for this. And someone's got to fix it. Brother Chef, Agree to Disagree, brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. The house was charming, but a murder took place there. The Wall Street Journal takes up the issue of younger homebuyers, especially who are struggling to get into a house and perhaps finding a deal on the market. Only there's just a, a, a grisly murder that took place and couples are having to weigh whether to you know, take a house at a $50,000 discount that comes with a bit of a backstory. So, gee, if you are in this position as a homebuyer, would you take a deeply discounted house because something horrific had happened? Absolutely. Quick story. You can look it up when you guys get a chance. Richard Speck. Look that up. Mm-hmm. Richard Speck was uh, responsible for the murders of eight nurses 
in a row house in Chicago, Illinois, right? There was one, the, the ninth nurse, the survivor, survived because she was under the bed the entire time. Anyways, that row house was a block and a half from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And yes, people lived in those houses. What I'm trying to say is, is I don't care what happened in that house previous. If you could get into a house, Gen Z, Nick, all y'all folks out there that's trying to get into a house and you're trying to get up out your mama's basement, you don't care what happened in that house previous. So, yes, get in there. I I would not even wait for the bodies to cool. I would buy that house. What? I am. I do not. It wouldn't bother me at all. Look, I mean the 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 desperation, the way people will yeah. bid up a house, a hundred thousand dollars over right. asking, yeah. and remove like if you are a young couple and you can get into a house and it's a house you actually want, get in. I can't imagine anyone mm. is going to say, "I will pass up this jet this lifetime opportunity yeah. to actually get a house where I need to get a house be- because there had been some sort of sensation. I mean, worst yeah. case scenario is you get a sensational enough crime, you get added to a tour, yeah. you know, and make a little <laughs> bit of money on this. You guys are nuts. You guys are nuts. What? Uh, no way am I doing this. I I have not asked my wife this question, but I'm sure it would be a no way from her too. Look, everyone who has a house, there's something about that house that you can't stand, right? Like, oh gosh, like the fireplace. I hate that fireplace. Like it's the wrong kind of stone or the front door is awful. You cannot change the fact that a murder took place in your house. It, that's bad energy, but you man. Preface the like, question. I'm, not, I'm not like a crystals and spiritual kind of guy, woo-woo, but uh, a murder taking place in a house, that's bad juju. So how, do reta- how does a real estate even, agent even uh, advertise well, this? Well, one, like, they, do, they don't. They charm, don't they charming don't cottage up. in an up-and-coming neighborhood, site of historical acts, recently deep cleaned, great value. But you just said you preface the whole thing people who have a house comma i've also had apartments with right that so, I can't so people who have a house yeah. people who don't have a house the big problem is not having a house okay beggars can't be choosers nick nick real quick do you care not at all no Get me in there. <laughs> there you go. go ahead, but Mike, Chef. that was a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mike. Mike. I don't know if Look, I would do that. I'm I'm if I, get in, if I can get in the house, I am helping with the cleanup. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. 425 says, I don't believe you, G. I doubt you would want to live in a house where murders occurred. You know what, 425? You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You, you know I, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie. For the sake of argument, 425, you just, you just call, did. I, I know. And 425 just called me on my stuff. 425, whoever you are, you're absolutely right. I don't want to live in that house. <laughs> Thanks for admitting that, Ulysses. <laughs> the biggest food retailer in France yeah. is kicking Pepsi products off their shelves because Pepsi's prices are unacceptably high. Carrefour put up posters in their nearly 3,500 stores yesterday yeah. telling customers they're not going to stock Lay's, Pepsi, 7-Up, Doritos, Quaker, cereals, more. They explained that with inflation easing by a ton, they can acceptably pass along continued egregious price increases from manufacturers like Pepsi. France's government is actually encouraging this. My question, though, G, although I do want to see stuff like this happen here, is if Pepsi disappeared from this country, would anyone even notice? Hmm. They, they, when was whoa, the last time you had whoa. a Pepsi? Do you have a Pepsi Coke preference? Yes. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. My dad, 
Pepsi. Pepsi all Seriously? day long. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. are a Pepsi drinker. Pepsi, yes, yes. But I don't drink. Hold on, I don't well, drink. Well, you would be theoretically. I would be, I, but I was back in the day a soda drinker. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think the world would be better off without some of these Pepsi products. You know what I mean? It's lot, remember, lot read, of read sugar, the, man. Read the if if we could get Jeff, if we could get sort of the additional products that are. It's not just Pepsi cans. It's also the yeah, whole the whole, the whole Frito Lay cannon. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Canada yeah. products. That's what yes. I'm saying. Mike, uh, what, oh, do you, what do you stock in your bar? I am, I am. Well, let's just talk about France first before we yeah. go there. But, but I, I think when we when we see the France report like a four percent decline in diabetes as a result of banning these products, I don't have a problem with it at all. Maybe it, price aside, maybe this will prompt. Pepsi and Frito-Lay and these other companies that are essentially distributing sugar like it's a controlled substance, if if we can get them to stop doing that, I'll pay more. Uh, I'm not a soda drinker, so it doesn't affect me. And so it's easy for me to say, I've never, I've literally probably had four or five full sodas in my entire life. What? I have never liked soda. Uh, Not since I was... Five years old, have I, got, I liked soda? That, Literally, that, never. That, that's a wower. I wouldn't have expected that one. But, Chef, I wanted to, if you brought this topic up, because I'm on day five of this no, no sugar. Sh- no, yeah. no sugar. You and seem great, though. You, you know what, man? Because I've been, re- I've gone down rabbit holes on this thing. I'm telling you, if I, if I run for office, mm-hmm. this fight on sugar is going to, it would be one of them. It's, this, this you sugar. You are completely right about this. This sugar that's going on in our country yep. is. The needless addition to it, you can't buy a pasta sauce that's not loaded with sugar. You can't you buy bread that doesn't have sugar. You can't buy bread that doesn't have sugar. Like, like it, is, it should be regulated no. as a controlled substance. If you want to talk about the problem in America, talk about diabetes for a moment. And you And you're right, Chef. You mentioned something earlier this week to me. Mm-hmm. You, of course, you know more about foods than I do. Former chef. Been reading up on that. And you're right. Over there in Europe, they look at our bread over here as being cake. Yeah. Yes. They look. Our bread is cake white over bread. there. Yeah. Absolutely. Over, but over, you know, over there is different. So again, this is something I'm very passionate about between mm-hmm. therapy and sugar. Okay, thoughts. Mike. Just one more quick question for you. Yeah. You hate soda. Do you also hate chocolate, uh, ice cream, and puppies? Um. <laughs> so <laughs> you you wrong. So yeah. it depends on the puppy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so chocolate. Oh. I like dark chocolate, fine. But if I honestly, with, when it comes to candy across the board, yeah, if I walked out of this room and never had another piece of candy, I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't spend five minutes. Now I do have a weakness. That would be any sort of salty, yeah. like potato chips. Yeah, are I don't even bring them in the household because it's impossible for me to say no to them. But from candy standpoint. I could not have another piece of candy for the rest of my life, and I can promise you, I would not miss it. That's also been hard. I've cut out potato chips. Yeah. See, that's hard. That's that for it's me is the hard one. I've tried to do it, and I'm closer, but I'm not there. What's your favorite, jalapeno or barbecue? <sighs> Neither, man. I like straight ahead, like regular potato chips. I, I mean, I like. I've kind of. I've told people that I literally moved up to the Pacific Northwest for Tim's potato chips. That's why. Oh, Tim, good. No. Tim's is Tim, the best. Tim, Tim, who is Tim? I can't stop it. Who is Tim's Tim? Cascade. T- Tim, long time brand. Uh, my favorite would have to be the Tim's Cascade jalapeno chips. Ooh. 
along Can- with the Ruffles uh, sour cream and cheddar, if you eat them together at the same time, <laughs> Can I make- it is like macaroni and cheese <laughs> so- with jalapenos in it. <laughs> so let it's me- delicious. <laughs> let me, let me, can I just, one more thing on this, because I'm just going to, yeah. I'll, I'll tie it off here quickly. I am in a place called, uh, in Seattle called, with a couple of buddies, with a place called Sully Snow Goose. It's a little old pub uh, in the, in Finney Ridge. Ridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Finney, and, so. and I'm in there, and, and Sully, the guy who owns the place, I'm in there, and he insists when I come in to have a pint of some some German Pilsner, that there is a proper pairing with this, and it's the Tim's jalapeno chips. And I was like, yeah, ha, ha, whatever. And I didn't think of it. And he goes, like, no. And he follows me to the table and like sets them down in front of him. He goes, I want you to try these together. And so I thought, and this guy actually does like chip pairings with his beers, which was the best Seattle experience ever. And they do. They went fairly well together. I got to agree. I'd rather go to that than a wine pairing. <laughs> Absolutely. Who wouldn't? So... I've been learning back to, I've been learning about cheeses yeah. that release different things in your body that signal to your brain. So if you're somebody that can like, man, I, I just eat a half a block of cheese. There's a reason why. Yeah. Same thing in some of the potato chips, man, that's yeah. in there. So, so yeah. if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm going to have five potato chips, you're not. but nobody's around no. you and you just like, I just ate a whole big bag. Well, that's because they're putting things in there. To make you stay there. Absolutely. They Remember are. that old Lay's commercial with the old football linebacker, Bruce? You bet you can't, he just won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's totally. entirely. I mean, who, who's done this? Like, you open up the bag of Let's use Tim's as an example. You open up the bag of Tim's, you grab a handful, you eat, you roll it back up, put it back in the cabinet, you walk into another room. By the time you've made it to the other room, you've already eaten that handful of chips, and you're back there again. It's like the cocaine rat. Like, you're just hitting the, lever, hitting, hitting the lever and hitting the lever and hitting the lever and hitting the lever. Chef, what's better? Yeah. That first chip. Or that first swig of soda. You know what I'm talking about. Soda, because like I don't reach for the soda unless I'm thirsty. But you know what I'm talking about, like that first sip, that first sip of that Sprite. It's that carbonation. Yeah, yeah. I would I would go with the soda. Can't relate. We're, adver- <laughs> we're literally advertising for the products right now that you both said you can't stand and people are pulling off the freeways right now and going to 7-Eleven. So refreshing. <laughs> I want you to be honest. Text in if after hearing that you're gonna go get you some chips. <laughs> Tell the truth now, you know this is G Nurse Show. You never mentioned my weakness is the sweet Maui onion chips. Oh, oh my! Oh yeah, mm. that sweet Maui. Chris, Chris Martin, what you like, man? Uh, I, I like the jalapeno too, but I, I grew up when I was a kid, always on New Year's, it was uh, ruffles and onion dip. I love that. Yeah, that's a pretty good combo as well. Yeah. My friend of mine used to always refer to the menthol, rather the, the Cool Ranch Doritos as menthol Doritos. <laughs> 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 Which I actually have incorporated as my own. <laughs> How menthol and malt? Why was that? Anyway, I don't, I don't go down a rabbit hole. Uh, Chef, what are we doing at 1130, bro? That's up to you, brother. Mm. All right, uh, Chef left up to me. Uh, please text in what you want us to talk about next at 1130-888-973-5476. It is the Gina Show.
It is the G and Ursula show. So a lot of you guys text in and gave us ideas on what to talk about for this next topic. Chef left it up to me. Chef had some really good stuff to talk about that he suggested, but Chef, I'm just, I can't do it. We can save it. Okay. Please save it. You want to talk about your middle name? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Champ? (laughs) That was a nickname that my dad gave me. So... Rob, the retired uh, Piala police officer, texted in, and here's their suggested topic. Because it's the first Fresh Friday of 2024, they want to know, what are y'all looking forward to and or excited about in 2024? So I thought that would be good. You guys can text in those responses, 888-973-5476. Mike, what are you looking forward to and or excited about in 2024? So without getting too into too many specifics, um, we're trying to make some changes in our business to allow for a little bit more free time because I'm there seven days a week. I'm popping in sometimes just for a couple of hours and sometimes, but anyone who owns a business knows what it's like. You're sort of the last line of defense. And so, but, but there's people who are doing a little bit more in management, you know, where we finally, you have to sort of start letting go of certain things that you feel very command and control about. And so I'm learning that and I've got a plan in place that I think is really going to make a whole bunch of things a lot less maintenance all the time. And so I'm very excited about that. And that is going to then to get me to my second one, which is spend a little bit more time traveling back to California and seeing family. And the reason I say this is that a friend of mine said something to me that's sort of like been echoing my head for, for year, two years now. She actually calculated, because her mom lives in, in Los Angeles, she calculated at her mom's age and her age how many more times she was likely to see her mom before her mom would die. And her mom's in perfect health, but yeah. she was seeing her like once or twice a year. And when you say like, oh, this is going to be another 12 times, <laughs> you know, when you put it in those wow. sort of like hard numbers, it completely wakes you up. And so this has been sort of an engine for me making some bigger changes and not always thinking, yeah, I can do that next month or I can do that next month. How about you? Dang, Mike. Uh, That was good. Brother Chef, what you got, man? Uh, Yeah. Okay. One thing I am looking forward to, I have two kids, a son and a daughter. And my son and I, over the years, he's seven now, have, have bonded a lot over sports. That's the thing we do. We go out in the backyard, we throw the football around, play baseball, play basketball, all kinds of stuff. My daughter, she's she's two and a half, and I haven't had the opportunity to really develop like that thing that I do with her, where we spend time together and bond. Uh, the other day, I I took her down to Edmonds, and we we're just walking through the Francis Anderson Center, and she sees uh, the Olympic ballet um, practice going on, and the girls there that are that are doing ballet. Mm-hmm. And her cousin does ballet. She she dances all the time at home. To, right. Like anytime you put on music, right. and she was captivated, like just utterly enchanted. Mm. Watching these older girls dance, she wanted to go in there. She's asking me, "Daddy, when can I practice?" And in six months, she'll be able to start doing stuff like that. And I'm really looking forward to with the second child especially it's it's just hard to find the time that's awesome and i am looking forward to finding those things that she's into that i can be a part of with her mm, that's cool nick before i come to you i want to read off some of the text messages and i i just love some of these it's kind of piggybacks on what mike was talking about t and conway says we're checking off a three-week bucket list trip to australia 
Life is short. We're checking off the bucket list now while we have good health and good jobs to pay for it. We can be old and broke later in life. <laughs> and you know what? They like the them. rest of America. Like the rest of America is like, yeah. hey, you know, fixed income, I barely make it. But hey, why you got it? Just go and do it. 425 says, more time with my 99-year-old mom. Bluegrass festivals camping, and time with dear friends. Mm. Brother Nick, what you got, man? I think it's my point in life for me. It's it's a coming of age point. You know, I'm 28 years old, going on 29. So I'm excited to uh, break out of the boundaries more. I'm trying to travel more this year, uh, meet more people, grow more. I'm, I'm still early in my career path. Uh, you know, I have my side gigs working for the Tacoma Rainiers. I also work for the Tacoma Star Soccer Club. Um, hopefully trying to maybe uh, get my foot in the door at the Mariners. We'll see. Uh, but I want to also, you know, just keep this snowball rolling down the hill and uh, I'm still early on the path. I want to keep the career momentum going and yeah. just explore my life more. I stopped listening at 28. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this sounds Ageist. this might sound <laughs> yes. like um, and I'm sure a lot of people I, I, I think a lot of people feel this way. I'm looking forward to getting past this whole presidential election. Yeah. Straight up. Like yeah. when I think about 2024, I think about that, and one long dentist appointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 let me be be very specific as to what I'm thinking about. I'm looking forward to relationships being rekindled between a lot of us in America. I think that over the last three to four years, there has been lines drawn in the sand. And I'm not blaming anyone for that because let me. It's coming up on a decade now. Let me, let me, well, let me throw myself. Well, it's been really bad the last four years. And I'll throw myself under the bus, me included. I have been part of the problem. And man, I just realized, I'm starting to realize because the the other day on the way back from Dallas, I sat next to a Trump supporter. Man, me and Buddy. Had the best damn conversation. Yo, it was solid. We didn't talk about that. It came up, and he admitted it to me. But the dude was so cool. And what I'm saying is, is that I have been guilty of, oh, you support that dude? I don't rock with you. And I think that we miss out on so much in life if we have some part of someone's like or dislike we miss out on that part that can help us all fulfill more in life. Completely. So agree. in 2024, me personally, I'm trying to rock with everybody because life is more fulfilling the more people you have in it with love. And it don't matter who they support. Like, look, I don't like some people don't like macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni and cheese. And I, I'm not trying to simplify it that way, but right. I'm being serious no, no, when it right. comes down to I in my life have cut people off because they like this candidate. And right. yo, when you get up to the pearly gates and you get up there and this life is over, you're going to be like, man, so let me get this straight. You had an opportunity to spend 80 to 100 years for life and you spent how long on what topic? Right. Come on now. That's what I'm on. Totally agree. Hey, it's been It's been love. Mike, been and a pleasure. And thank you for such a good idea. That was a great idea for something to talk about. Yeah, it's been a pleasure hanging with you, man. Always thank a pleasure you. hanging Always. with you. Always. Can you please come I will definitely come back. Up. Yes. Follow, follow up, up and I'll be back. On the, on on the, the Washington system. State Fair. Yep. All right. Who knows? Maybe I'll get a job there. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be one of the four. You're not one of the four. Nick, that was
was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Your text messages and feedback. And then, uh, Chef, you're in charge of words to live by. It is the Universal Show. What's up, everybody? It is the G and Ursula Show. Happy Fresh Fridays to all of you. Hope you guys have a good weekend and store set up for yourself. Let's get to the text messages. Chef is going to help me out reading them. Mike Lewis had to go. Okay. Governor Inslee defends the carbon auction impacts on gas prices by pointing out prices have come down a dollar. Chris and Ballard. By the way, Chris and Ballard, you've been hot today. Chris and Ballard says, what a terrible answer by Inslee. Gas has come down? We're still almost a whole dollar over the national average. What planet does this guy live on? Well, Governor Inslee can't exactly come out and say, my goal (laughs) is to get you to buy less gas by making gas more expensive. No. Not a popular thing to say. But what about the poor people? Who are the only people who would have to adjust their habits based on prices? Poor people. <laughs> Poor people. All right. Uh, Seattle using Google's AI to reduce red light wait time. 775 says Hampton, Virginia didn't update to their systems years ago to fix base traffic at Fort Monroe. It was amazing. You could start on one side of town and not hit more than one or two red lights during rush hour. Mm, Jim says, at least this way, if the traffic signal timing seems dumb, we won't be cursing at the city about it will be cursing at Google. I challenge your assumptions, Jim. <laughs> Mike Lewis found four job openings in a Washington State Ferries website. 928 says in 2021, when there was articles in the newspaper about the ferry system desperately needing workers, my husband, who's a licensed captain, applied to work there. It took them five months to contact him back, by which time he already had a job as a whale watching boat captain. Mm. Proposal to keep Washington on standard time year round. Gina and Chiacum says no. Not year-round standard time. It has to be year-round daylight savings time. Title it the evening protection plan, and I'll be on board. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Scenarios, my kid got caught swearing at school. Eva says, my mom told my siblings and I that she felt bad for people who swear a lot because she felt they didn't have the vocabulary to express themselves and their emotions. That stuck with me. I rarely swear. Jen and Orcus really know Chef well. She says, Chef, I can't believe you didn't use the people who swear are smarter argument. I would have if I was smarter. (laughs) Mel on Bainbridge says, I finally started swearing in front of my kids when they were out of high school. Now they know I talk like a sailor. Isabella says, I told my daughter that she could wear all she, she could swear all she wanted in her room with the door closed. But when she came out, she needed to curb it. I think because she had an outlet, it wasn't an issue. But it was funny to listen to her in the room when she was frustrated. What is G. Scott's middle name? Doug and Shoreline. Of course, G's middle name is Wiz. A G Wiz. Oh, that was pretty good. Haven't heard of that one. Martha and Everett says, until proven otherwise, G's middle name is Willikers. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, give it up, says the 253. G lost his middle name in the first divorce. <laughs> Marie from Muckleteal says, did not care what G's name is until he refused to say. Now, I have to 
find out. TC uh, speculates, Hercules, Hercules. Okay, all right, nutty professor. Uh, two five. Oh, I don't even know what that. Two five Aloysius. three says Aloysius. <laughs> Close. Two five three says, "Come on, y'all. We all know G's middle name is Cletus." <laughs> You've been talking to yourself this whole time. <laughs> it's your alter ego, right? That's embarrassing. Hey, <sighs> it's been a fun show, man. It's been a fun week. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Ursula will be back here within the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are just want to let, if Ursula's listening, all that, we all miss Ursula as well. Just want to be putting that out there. And she, when she's ready to get back, we will be ready for her. And the show will be back. On and popping again. Brother Nick, what you got, man? Well, do we want to go to Words to Live By first? Oh, yeah. thank you. Words to Live By, <laughs> brought to you by Wilcox Farm, Chef. Uh, G. Scott from the great Burl Ives. Yeah. To be a man requires that you accept everything life has to give you, beginning with your name. Okay. And one more unattributed, words have meaning. Names have power. Embrace your power, brother. Yeah. What's that middle name? Oh, <laughs> I love my dad's Ulysses. All right, what do you got there, brother well, Nick? <laughs> yay or nays, we're steady in our diet on the show. From our local legislation to the Seahawks hope to grow with the final game to see if they'll survive and carry on, needing just a little help to mock their husky neighbor's lawn. But there seems to be a split vote on a question that we asked, and that's to get the middle name of Mr. Scott, his parents cast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give the guy a break since it's the weekend up ahead. He's already got a challenge cutting back on all that bread. We'll, we'll go one step at a time over there, all right? Does Lillian know your middle name? Yeah. Yeah, she knows. If I text her, will she tell me? No. <laughs> no, she won't text her. He's rushing to his phone right now. <laughs> I, you know, I am on day five of the whole no bread and no sugar. And so I was just texting uh, someone about it during the break. And it's weird that it's not hard right now. And I think it's not hard is because I've really been going down these rabbit holes of finding out about sugar and bread and just just getting weird with it. However, the weekend is coming up. And I think that's when the challenge is going to come, Chef. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got the downtime. The downtime. Like the football game on Sunday, the Seahawks. That's going to be tough. All right. Carrots just don't hit the same, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Chef, what, what do you got going on week, this weekend, man? Oh, I have no idea. I literally have no idea. Those a, are the best weekends. Week. Yeah. The best weekends when you don't have plans. Oh, basketball games. Basketball games for sure with Matthew. Oh, is Matthew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Matthew. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. Uh... You guys have a great weekend. By the way, the Jack and Spike show, that's going to be coming up next. You got to stick around and see what those up to. Love hearing those guys here on the radio from 12 to 3. It's been fun. We do this again next week. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.